Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June twenty first. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing okay. Just uh, you know, if I'm gonna be completely honest with you, I'm wiped out. I have. Uh, I'm on fumes. I'm on the East Coast. I've been. Uh, I've shot a couple golf courses in the morning. But that looked and, great yesterday. Yeah, the Hollywood looked spectacular. But I've been. I've had two straight one thirty Pacific time wake up calls, and uh, I'm I'm not gonna lie, the tank is a little bit low. But well, that's why I'm excited. You know this for this week. This when this Wednesday after U.S. Open is has traditionally on this podcast been you and me both starting it by saying we're wiped or some. It's always late because we are recording actually on Wednesday, late Wednesday. And you, sometimes that yields interesting stories. This is the infamous uh, ringtone, the Andy North ringtone. <laughs> it was the Wednesday after, Traveler's Wednesday. We're always a little late the week after US Open and always a little kind of worse for the wear. Been, but here we go. I've been getting a lot we'll of ahead. flack from the pe- fine people of the Northeast about my traveler's hate. They've been, and I said. What about it? Said, What's Who, the, do you have traveler's hate? hate? I just don't think we should have an event this week. It should just be about okay. the women's PGA. Which I'm well. That's a separate, very yeah, close to, not, and I regrettably will not be going to. But I have. I'm I don't out know. Here it's necessarily stuff. anti-travelers. It's just like the travelers is fine. The travelers can exist. The travelers like, there just shouldn't be any of it. A, a week yeah. not right after the U.S. Open. Hey, I wonder if anybody asked about Bubba Watson and others sort of incendiary comments about like, of course, the people are getting guaranteed money to go to do PGA tour events. I, I, you know, they're throwing that out. Travelers got dragged into that a little bit when the live sort of back and forth, you know, when it was really contentious, like, yeah, there's guaranteed money on the PGA tour. They threw that out there about travelers. What, um, what's even gone on at travelers? Who's talked? It, we had John Rom, Patrick Cantley, Adam, Adam Scott, Scott, Michael Thorbjornson and, and kitty cat Xander. Yeah, it's it's kind of like I mean, it's everybody's like you. They're just sort of trying to, you know. It's a bridge week. We're kind of getting back up on the horse, right? They, Dusting ourselves they off. They shouldn't this even week. have press really... conferences this week. Well, no. I mean, I think Rory probably just got in. It's just like uh, I, I don't think it's an ideal time to do it. I get the week before sort of thing, uh, kind of, um, but the week after, I, I really don't get. But here we are. Travelers has always done fine, even when it was non-designated and they weren't required to show up. So, um, hey, you know who was supposed to be there was uh, Jay Monahan for the players yeah. meeting. He was not. Uh, Adam Scott talked about the players meeting, suggested it was much cooler. Kind of, but obviously he was like, I'm very emotional about it. I felt. 
you can't help but feel betrayed when like you just don't know I, I don't need to know everything i'm not the run i don't organize a pga tour but he suggested the players meeting was much a little bit cooler heads even though a lot of guys are still bothered and have have questions they're clearly pissed that's let's polite genteel way of, of adam scott saying it probably in more subtle terms than john rom did last week i guess i'm wondering if it's not i'm not i'm not asking for a definitive answer or a question i'm wondering if we see jay monahan again on the pga tour and i hope he feels i hope his health is you know recuperates i hope he's good i hope he comes back I just like sort of U.S. Open happened and that story got pushed to the side and now we're back. I, and I just wonder if we see him again. I think it's, it's kind of crazy. The whole, the whole situation right now, and I hope Jay Monahan's okay, but the whole situation of this, of what's going on is, is kind of nutty. Um, like this, we're at this inflection point in the tour and, like, listen, like whenever an executive or somebody important leaves, it's never an easy thing, like because of health and, you know, it's not an easy situation for the tour to deal with. But like, I mean, I don't, I've heard that Tyler Dennis is a delightful guy. He's a great guy, really nice guy. And I, this does not. This is not meant at all to besmirch him, or at all. Like, but the guy was a rules official five years ago. He was painting lines at tournaments, and now he's sitting down with Yasser. Maybe who knows? Could, like, that's probably Jimmy Dunn and Ed Hurley still. But yes, nominally he could be. Like this is a billion dollar organization, and. The and you know the two guys at the top now are one of them. Tyler Dennis was a rules official five years ago, like at events assessing. Penalties. Could have been slugger. At Could events slugger. assessing penalties. And Ron Price, like he's he's been with the tour a long time, but he's he's like an accountant. He was approving uh, maintenance budgets at TPC courses. Like, hey, can we spend this much yeah. money? Like, I'm not I'm not saying that like I just am wondering if like if it, if this CEO of a billion dollar organization left. Wouldn't wouldn't we have some people with some you know, well, I think it was sudden, and I, I think the deal was sudden. I think the obviously his health issues were sudden. This isn't to suggest I don't think Ron Price and and Tyler Dennis are the long term replacements or long term. Yeah, but this solution. is the most it's important part of the whole thing. I'm sure there are. I I'm sure. Well, you're not going to just pull in like Mark Cuban the day after or whoever. I'm throwing a name out there. I. Uh, I get the I whole promote from I think within. your incredulity is a little sort of, I don't think that's based in reality. As what I understand, Price has intimate knowledge of, <laughs> too much knowledge of it, where like maybe for uh, for what's gone on there, knows everything that's happened there. And Dennis apparently knows like kind of the, all the kind of minor, well, all the very Byzantine Every single detail, I guess, like all the minute details on up, 
Uh, I just think they're kind of something sudden has happened and they put them in there and that's where they are tour. Like, you know, I think we've been pretty critical of a lot of uh, tour leadership. They do have uh, uh, several extremely, extremely smart people running stuff. I'd say more like certainly on like the media side. Um, and that's been evident in some of their like rights negotiations and things. Um, I don't know much about Price and Dennis, but listen, yeah, I, I, I guess my separate I question is on my I mind. understand. I, I, and I've heard they're great guys. They've worked their way up. But to me, it's kind of like crazy, this organization. You look at the the resumes of the executives. What would you have done? Well, I just think it's a done? whole systemic issue here. Like, where's... Where are the people that like have experience in this type of stuff? Like, I guess it's done inherently, but they're advisors. They aren't even full time employees. Yeah, which is crazy because it seems like they were the ones that kind of shaped the entire That's- future of the tour. Dive bombed in, and over the course of, I guess you could say this fight has been going on for a year, but the negotiations have been going on for six weeks that's what i'm saying i i just like i kind of like it well that's the larger structural sort of vulnerability and weakness organizational weakness that they were able to dive bomb in and just take the tour by the brain well it illuminated to me when i started to just read about like the people that are taking over like you know like and i just i don't know i look at like seth law for example running the PGA has a litany of like experiences in business and with like running large companies for better or worse. And we got uh, like, I, I'm not, this is, I just don't think there's a lot of experience across the table of anything that they're dealing with. Okay, but what would you have done? Like, this was a sudden health situation. I, this isn't suggesting like Tyler Dennis is going to be the long term negotiator. I guess I would look. Would you back, just have gone out and I would look Seth back Log, and grab- say maybe they needed to get some people in into the room into the executive team while they were going through this war that have actually dealt with like a competitive situation before. Like, I think the more and more I thought about this whole situation, how do you know they didn't? They didn't approach this like a business. They, this, I guess, like I've been, you know, the more you think about this, the more absurd. And I think we talked about this while this was happening. I feel pretty good about how we talked about this. They went to the moral thing and they've gone back on the moral thing. If they had just treated this like a competitive business, maybe they would have added some people. Maybe they would have made some different decisions that wouldn't have gotten them here. And now they're in this spot where they got interim interim executives negotiating the future of the interim executives and well, that, and that's that's a separate issue. And part-time help issue. negotiating the future of the tour. I think the larger issue is the, the Dunn and Hurley power grab. Uh, an ability to do that. I, I think like your like the sudden health issue of an executive and a quick interim sub is something that I, I'm not going to lay at the feet of the tour. Um, well, I just think I this think whole situation did, is from what not I understand. Good. I, I, yeah, that's a very, uh, yeah, very, 
yes, I, I think that we, we talked about it pretty clearly. They got kind of, they backed in the corner and they weren't proactive from two years ago. Um, I just, I wonder if we see, I, I, the larger vulnerability to me is crazy how that, that two very, very, very smart people and accomplished people and, and Hurley and Dunn uh, just kind of rode in and took the reins of a very, very large organization. Um, and I do actually like, I, I do think there were some really smart people in the room that were like modeling some of this stuff out and sort of had a sense of these negotiations and had a sense of when to pounce on a weekend live or Saudi and Don and Hurley, he just kind of took over and Jay, I think there is like a weakness there. Certainly. I mean, this um, whole thing is but, crazy and they, we got nice little pause, but now we're back. We're back here. He was supposed to talk and there's nothing going on. That's what he said at Canada. I'll talk to you next. At, if uh, not sooner. And, yeah. And now we're yeah. here and it's, I don't know. Since the, I think since this is insane. This is along with it's to me, this whole thing. The Yeah, I know. It's it's insane. It's a yeah. billion plus dollar company. That was just like I, effectively hijacked. And now we have two just interim executives. Yeah. Well I, I would I would suspect um there will be some resolution to the interim part of that fairly soon in that either Jay returns or there's a more um, permanent replacement. At this uh, point, or, if I'm one of the players longer term replacement that's brought in. And I don't, I don't want this. I don't at this point, if I'm one of the players, we need to get some, some fresh blood in there. I think that's probably what's, you know, purely speculation. I think that maybe probably is what happened. was what is happening. Um, and we've heard, you know, there's, there's various levels of guys freaking saber rattling, right? Like Patrick Cantlay, who's always sort of a red ass about these things or annoying and, and others, um, like who are probably the people that got off. you to, to this point in time cannot continue to run the thing. Yeah, I think listening to Adam Scott talk about it was really um, alarm. Uh, I don't know. It just it was a return to this whole nonsense that blew up before the PGA before the U.S. Open. Um, Adam Scott's pretty measured, chill, sensible person, and he's like, "Gosh, I just I can't believe this happened so soon." I thought there was an inkling that it might happen, but I think a lot of us are left wondering why. You know, and that, I guess that was my bigger, that was all our bigger question was Liv seemed somewhat wounded, but I don't know how wounded they are. I'm getting the cliques newsletter still. I don't know who signed me up for the cliques newsletters, <laughs> but it's still coming to my inbox. Damn it. It comes. And uh, yeah, I wake up, I like cliques news, cliques updates. They have a click. They did the soft launch of their shop, live shop. I, I was, I was messing around in there. There's one item sold out. One item from all 12 what teams. What is it? It's a cliques clip-on towel. I don't know why. Maybe they only made one of them. <laughs> but it's the only thing that's sold out. Entire store. They've got these bags. You know, they clip on the, the towel you clip to your bag. They've got a ton of those. The cliques one is the only one that's sold out of all the hats and shirts. 
Uh, so Cleek's mania is sweeping. I, I might get a hoodie. I might get a hoodie, like an ironic purchase. It's I had, a, bucks I had a, we had a Gen Z uh, caddy in our group today, and I asked him if he if he was into the live golf. And he said, I follow it, but but I don't really like it. One of one. Doesn't identify with Martin Keimer and Graham McDowell. <laughs> you know what it was interesting? Will picked up a uh, a golf magazine. There was a live yeah. live ad in oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Full I, page. Yeah. They're taking that money. Golf, you're talking about golf mag? Golf mag. Or a golf. Yeah, golf mag specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Full, Two pages. Full pe- yeah, full, full spread. Full spread. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the money's green. Golf. You think the dead tree golf magazine edition is going to say, no, we don't want your ad? They're taking that shit. I guess they did, they did a buddy's trip guide for Saudi Arabia, too. So No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah. <laughs> really? I think so. It all blends together at this I point. I think they're the ones buddy, that wrote it. <laughs> buddy's trip to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, so I don't know. That's I guess that's not where I planned to start. That's where we did start. Yeah. I'm just. What are we doing? I, this this is jumping. Well, no, this the is player meeting. When Adam Scott started talking about player meeting, I was like, Shh, I forgot. We we're supposed to hear from Jay this week, and I don't know that we'll see him. I don't know. I have no information at the end of it, but I I don't know that we'll see him. Again. I mean, um, if I'm a player at this point, I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Uh, they don't know anything. It, it, <laughs> you know who does know something? Athletic group. Oh yeah. You know what? You know what's been getting th- me through the last couple days? My AG one. Been taking it in the morning. It's been early. I felt like garbage. Like you know, for anybody that goes goes west to east, they know it's hard. I've been oh. basically like waking up in the middle of the night and starting my days. I've been laying in bed with my eyes, staring at the ceiling at night because it's seven o'clock Pacific time, and then waking up in the middle of the night. It's like it's like when when you you have a, a, a three month old all over again, and they won't go back to sleep. Except I'm getting up for my day. But the thing that has got me going in the morning, AG one. Like honestly, this morning I. I the first morning wasn't bad. This morning was terrible. Horrendous. And I had a half of a water bottle in my hotel room, poured it into my shaker, got the AG1, and was like kind of alive at that point. Uh, that sounds like me last week. I didn't. I don't know if I ever switched. I got caught in between switching to Pacific for like two days, and I was back on the red eye. It's a mess, but I did keep up my AG1 routine. It kind of counteracted my my whoop scores were like 10%, like Thursday, Friday when I started coming back for US Open. But I did have my AG1 to sort of boost me in the morning. Uh, I went from travel packs in California back to my home base. Um, if you sign up at athleticgreens.com slash shotgun, please, folks, we read the raw URL for three, four freaking months. They were like, hey, no one's coming to shotgun. If you can help us make make good, ca- catch up there, we would appreciate it. Athleticgreens.com slash shotgun. You get free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs when you sign up. 
uh, or when you make your first purchase through that URL. Uh, it's a nutritional foundation foundational drink. We go in the morning. Uh, I honestly like. I, my expectations were low. I did not think it was going to taste good. It tastes perfectly fine. I don't think it's like, you know, a, a, a milkshake or a treat or anything, but it's very, it's t- perfectly pleasant and fine. It's not, it's easy to take. Uh, and I just pour it and pound it every morning. Supports the immune system throughout the day. It gets you going. Go to athleticgreens.com slash shotgun. Sign up for five. You can get five free travel packs and a one-year supply of vitamin D with your purchase. All right. Moving on from uh, Big J, should we do some U.S. Open cleanup, and then we'll go to schedule for the week? U.S. Open cleanup ratings through the roof, through the roof. But that I think is that sort of the the West Coast thing. I guess we can just you know crowbar Riviera in here. I don't right understand. Now. I understand why they just don't host it on the West Coast all the time. They should have it at LACC every year. I'm sure the membership would love that. I'm sure fans would love it. Completely changed the U.S. Open identity. Uh, so it's approaching the seven point three. Facetious. I hope I know, people know nobody that. thinks it's that a, was serious. It's approaching the seven point three million. Was the last big, the largest since twenty nineteen. Also, quite honestly, I would say not the greatest U.S. Open in terms of of excitement and action. Uh, twenty nineteen, twenty twenty three was. Good, not great, I would say. Um, if you were to look at winners who sort of provoke the least amount of hype, maybe Wyndham Clark and Gary Woodland would be the two in, in that sort of five, six-year run. Uh, but a big, big rating. Um, we're getting more details about some of the some of the arrangements around that, but I don't think we're, you know, LACC, USJ. I, I, I don't think we're ready yet to go to unsubstantiated rumor level. For, yet. And for, still still poking the fire. I saw some reports that like uh, LACC might get the 2031, but they saw, you know, but the, you know, because of the reaction, they didn't. Let's just put that to bed. LACC wanted nothing to do with 2031. They're not, they're not doing two US Opens within a decade. This is, they're not. The, this, they were already signed up for thirty nine. This is just the country club doesn't want a once a decade U.S. Open, for example, Brookline. They want to host it every every twenty plus years, right? And I think that that uh, LACC is in a similar vein. They obviously have what twenty thirty seven, thirty nine, thirty nine. I think it is. So they'll yeah, they're gonna go seven or sixteen years. So Riviera is announced as 31. How do you feel about year. that? Uh, they got they got Genesis, they got Olympics, they got US. They have Open. a women's open in 26, yeah. I think. Um Olympics are 28, is that what that is? Uh I think it's cool. I think it's I'm fascinated. So like it's it's sort of a concession that we don't need a thousand acres for infrastructure um, because that is not a huge property. I don't it's know a how parking is going to work. I don't know how getting people in and out. Um, there's no second course like at LACC where you have all bunch of other setup stuff. It'll be interesting. So I think it's, I think it's an admission, a concession that, Hey, some, maybe some years they do. Maybe some years we want to build out. That's to the moon. Maybe they'll go no but, fans. Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, I mean, we already are at the half corporate 
you know, level this past week. So maybe that's all it is by 31. Uh, but hey, the, everybody's making money. The ratings are high and the fans are screwed. So we'll see. We'll see what 31. That I think it's an admission that maybe you don't need a ton or maybe not every one you need a ton. I got to say, I look at the Rota. Every single U.S. Open venue is booked until I want to say, I think it's 39. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing the math. I think it's all the way to 39. You know what? It's too bad. I was planning I was planning on purchasing some property and building the greatest US Open course in the in the history of the world, but now I'm not going to do that because I can't host the US Open for effectively 2040. 2040. That's my first chance at it. And this you is know insane. What? I got. I look at the list, and they're all just—they're great courses. But I don't know if this is it. I just don't know if this is it. It feels a little I, I, homogenous. Is probably not the word because it's there, there's some variety in there, but it, it just feels a little too closed and 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 small and not exploratory enough. And there's Shinnecock's only once in there. Pinehurst is every five years. Um, Pebble's other twice. Pebble and Pinehurst are every five years. So three courses, three new courses every five years. Oakmont's in there basically every seven. And it's and it's all you know: New York, California, Pennsylvania, and and North Carolina. And uh, I, I I just don't know. I, I don't know. I, th- maybe it's just me. Like I understand who it's serving. It's serving these venues and the sales teams out in advance and all this stuff. I I just don't think it's it's necessary, and it's kind of a bummer. It's kind it's kind of like to have the possibilities of this great open country, open land full of venues, and I'm not all of these are worthy of U.S. Opens. It's just kind of a bummer. And look at it and look, and look at this list and this is how it is for 20 years. I think it's just kind of deflating. I don't know. I mean, I I also... Th- just, I'm excited about Riviera. I also just think about recent years, right? Like, I think the US yeah, Open... last two. ...has been really wonderful. And for me personally, I've really enjoyed it. Um, And it's like, okay, so we had... We had Southern California, Boston, another Southern California. We had New York. We had Monterey. We had Long Island. We were in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Washington and North Carolina. That that run right there feels a little bit more indicative of a U.S. Open. Like that run of years hit on almost every part of the country. The only thing it didn't, and I'm sorry, Oakmont is not in the Midwest. All right? Yeah, let's let's not ignite that debate, but you're right. Oakmont is not in the Midwest. And that's the thing. And you look at the calendar, and it's like, yeah, Oakland Hills is in there. That's barely, barely in the Midwest, right? You know? It, it's just like you start to look at, but that this run that we had before with Aaron Hills, like all of a sudden every part of the country was served. The Pacific Northwest got got a 
um, a major, right? Like, obviously, this this event doesn't go to like it can't go to Arizona, it can't go to the Southwest, it can't go to Texas in in July or June, but it was getting everywhere, and I think that's the thing that's such a bummer about the current setup. I and, and I'm gonna also say this. I was poking around at rental houses for next year for Pinehurst. We like going to the U.S. Open. I like it. I like Gouge. covering the U.S. Open. And the Gouge City gotta be. They're super, super. Um, you know, one of the things with our schedules for those is we have to be close to the tournament. And I imagine fans that want to come for multiple days want to be close to the tournament. I was looking at houses for like a four bedroom house for like our team. 20 grand for the week. Right. Is wow. it, why are we going to these places that can just rake everybody that has to come over the coals? It's that's uh, what happens. Uh, Obviously Augusta has a similar vibe to it, but like that's Augusta, you know, it shouldn't, you can't award yeah, sure. The 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 USGA is probably going to make more money by having it at Pinehurst, right? Because they they get to set up things and and different things. Maybe they do, but at the same time, everybody that has to come to the event loses costs more money for them. Um, and just in addition to the lack of variety of regions and places, it's kind of like. There's no variety in the courses. Like the Pinehurst, Pinehurst Pebble thing is really sort of the issue here. It's taking spots off the table where we could explore new. And Oakmont. We could explore or return to a country club or return to a, come to an LACC type. I know they wanted every, but there are other places out there like that. Chamber, I mean, like I know Chamber Bay is never getting another one. But can it be a once a 20 a year place? Right. And I think like you can't build history if you don't get a chance to have history. And I think that's the frustrating thing. There's also sort of a reverse sort of exhaustion that could happen with some of these places. Like I know it's prestigious and it's great to host a U.S. Open and that's a big deal. But like if you start going there every five years or every, you know, it's there's it's just it's just the same sort of circular like rotation of five, six, seven places there might be sort of a reverse kind of effect of, oh, we're going there again, or we're go- we're not going anywhere new. We just saw, I feel like we just saw that. Like, it's just, there's a specialty to coming every 10 years. Maybe that's Shinnecock's approach. Maybe that's Shinnecock not wanting to do it all the time and having it only, you know, 26. So let's just, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I mean, the UK does this and we love, I think most people really like the, the Rota. But let's not kind compare. Of a smaller country. This, it's tiny. Yeah. Humor, this is not humor. the same. This is not an apples to apples thing. If you were going to make a rota for the U.S. Open, it would be like fifteen courses, twenty courses, and now we're down to five or six. Yeah. With a few others sprinkled in, one of which Riviera we or Pebble. Pebble we see Pebble every year. I know. We see Riff every year. And it's not like, you know, it's great that they host. I love that we get to see Pebble every year. I want to be clear on that. I love that we get to see Riv every year. But it does diminish them hosting a major championship because we see them every year. Yep. 
it's it's a little it's, it's i mean honestly honestly i'm not like i'm not a huge beth page fan i'm not like i, I yeah but public golf being in major champion to me it's it's uber important for public golf to host majors and uber important for public golf to host us opens yep and i just i know that the that beth like they the the you the, the first us open at beth page was such a home run the whole thing the renovation of the golf course like that was the, one of the greatest stories ever and to me what the way this tournament and this championship has moved with this with this anchor site and these, and it's just so far away from the purity and the sanctity of that tournament, which I think was one of the high wa- high water marks of the USGA and the US Open. Was you know what that championship mm-hmm. did in terms of creating a public asset that like there are other public golf courses out there that could host majors if they were if they were afforded you know a. Ten million dollar renovation. That was a that was a force of will. The USGA making it happen, you know. And based off of this, the 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 numbers that that the U.S. Open at LA was creating generating. I mean, they're spending fifteen million dollars on Maggie Hathaway, which is great. You know, they're planning to fundraise like I think it's ten to fifteen millions to do that. But that's a short. It's a short course. It's going to be awesome for that community. Um, but at the same time, you, they could spend, they have the ability to do that elsewhere. Yeah. Too. They could spend a little bit more money and create, you know, that's the thing where I like, I get really hung up on this is you don't. And I think this is something true about the tour too, is like the tour needs to be careful to, and I'm like not. I I think the best players should be the like featured the most. But you have to be careful to not like lose the dreamers, right? You want you don't want people to lose the ability to dream. And there are project potential projects and different things. Like someone might have a dream of hosting a U.S. Open. That that's the story of the of Aaron Hills. It didn't go great. You know, somebody might have the hopes of bringing a U.S. Open to some city, and now there's no hope. There's no dates. And that might prohibit them from doing something, like at a public... It could be a public golf course. And that might prohibit them from saying, you know what, we're going to bankroll this project, and we're going to do this because we could host a U.S. Open here. And that's the thing, is like... The people, the thing that's happening with this is the dreamers are losing. And I, you know, I know that's a select few. This is crazy thought, but like, that's the thing that I hate about this is that there's, we don't, we don't, and even us as fans don't get to dream about, hey, you know, like we, people do this all the time. Oh, if they roll back the ball, like we could have a US Open at Cypress Point. And it's like, well, actually, we can't. Because they're booked till twenty four. <laughs> like there's no dreaming. There's no variety. There's no possibility. There's no exploration. It's, gone. it's just I. I look at the list, and of course every course is great. 
And I, but I feel a sense of like just sort of deflation when I look at it. And that's not what you should feel. That's not what you should react to how you should feel. It's just weird that it's all filled out. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, Seth Wall came on, on the Friday podcast and called booking majors out 10 to 15 years irresponsible. The, the, the issue, and we don't need to rehash it, like the real sort of is the anchor is the Piner's Pebble thing. And you you went in on that uh, in, at length after Brookline last year. Um, and here we are a year later and we're booked. Till, Staring uh, down the barrel. I love Pinehurst and Pebble. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah, right, right. But I think they'll create a, well, I don't know, whatever. It's, it's, it's a good advertisement for them. But uh, I, I don't know. If you're a golf fan, you may get a little tired of it. I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, um, no. What? I, what happened over there? You know, I got. Um, I wear Crocs all the time. When did that happen? My wife. I got saw them. you in L.A. with Crocs. I was like, "Huh." My wife got them. For What's me? going on here? I love them. They're so comfortable. Anyways, I have these little. She got me these little charms, and I lost one of them just now. <laughs> you can't tie your shoes. You got Crocs with charms. I'll tell you what I I was like I was got the footwear of my children. I was skeptical of the Crocs. I was super skeptical, and they're they're great. You know what they're like. You know what they're like. They're like walking on a cloud. And you know what golf shoes are like walking on a cloud. Echo. I was I was I wanted to do that. God, go. Good segue. You can't wear your Crocs as comfortable as you say they are. I guess you could try to play golf with them, but I wouldn't advise it. I don't think it. they would work. Your there's charms much, would be popping off too, or whatever these things you're talking there's about. There's too much um I I the, my Crocs are roomy, but you know what? You know what fits like a glove? These Echo golf <laughs> shoes. They hug the ground. I don't have a slipping problem. But I do feel more secure in them. Um, Echo. Go to us.echo.com slash SGS. Peruse their variety of styles. Soft spikes. I mean, they're obviously all soft. Spike lists. Soft spikes. Um, The entire point, the entire purpose, everything that drives them is take your brain off having to worry about your shoes. Pick the style you like. Put them on, pick waterproof. Don't worry about traction. Don't worry about comfort. Uh, I love this little this little tidbit. 90% of golfers who uh, get Echoes buy a second pair because they feel the difference in their comfort. You can explore their various technologies. Fluid form, direct comfort technology. Biome, natural motion, uh, which brings you closer to the ground for stability and control. They have Gore-Tex surround construction that keeps your feet dry while able to breathe. Um, so they have a great variety. If you go to us.echo.com slash SGS, you're in the, you're in the, uh, market for a new pair of golf shoes, comfort, uh, stability, traction, waterproof, whatever it is, they usually put it all together in one and, uh, you can peruse their styles at us.echo.com slash SGS. Thanks for their support. Uh, let's get on to our schedule for the week. Do you have an echo event of the week, Andy? I, I, I think I, I figure... You're going with uh, the major championship at Baltusrol, but but is there some other wild card that you want for yeah. your Echo event of the I'm week? I'm going to the women's what? PGA. A close runner-up okay. was so, the Northeast Dam. Um, that okay. Want to contem- Contemplating that. But uh, the women's uh, PGA freshly renovated uh, Baltusrol lower course. 
It will be the site of a PGA coming up. So this is an exciting chance to get a look at the new new renovation. Uh, Gil Hans did it in 2021. And, uh, you know, I think the last time we saw Balti, it wasn't in his fine, finest moment. What are you talking about? Jim Hay that, that was one of the great, I know, I know. That was one of the great. Uh, that was the Law and Order. Great that was Law and Order week. Was what it that SVU mean? that came? No, that was at. Uh, that was a that was uh, that was like Charmed. That was back Charmed. when like TNT yes, when char- we had. You know, it was like not long ago. Majors would start at like two p.m. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you would have zero coverage. The whole whole first wave would play in obscurity. Um, well, right, this so is it's Rose, uh, Rose Zhang. Rose Zhang mania hits a major championship. Yeah. I think this is a big deal. I think this is going to be a a pretty big golf course for the women. And I think it's going to, it's going to be what I'm really fascinated about. This is a really long golf course. Is it going to skew super boy. powerful, right? Are the, are the power hitters going to rise to the top or like, I think one of the things that's really fun about the women's game is there's still so much balance. There's so many different players, right? Um, yep. You have power hitters like Lexi, you know, but you also have, you know, at the top of the game, like Lydia Ko, who's not that long, who's just really consistent. And then you have other players that are really, you know, much shorter, like Nasa Hatoka, who's who's contended and played really well in major championships, right? Yep. This gets pretty solid coverage. Um, what's the width at Baltusrol? Good width? I assume with the restoration. I think it's that, like that, manageable you know, width. I don't think it's, I don't seeing... think you're talking about like wide, but... <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, Gil Hans restorations, maybe God. Oakmont members. I'm, I don't want to get us going down that, that path. Alarming, I wrote about it alarm. for too many words in the newsletter about Oakmont. There's an Adam Shupak report that, I mean, look, some Oakmont members are concerned about watching LACC, the scoring and what Gil Hans is, could do to Oakmont. That was a Shupak report. He's gone, Let me just say, he's gone from the bell of the ball to people being worried. No, look, here is my best guess, and I am guessing this was like two Oakmont members texting each other. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's the whole member, and and it got, and they were like concerned. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I, I don't think it's. I don't think there's like a big concern amongst Oakmont members. Maybe there is, but but I just worry that people are going to overreact to uh, whatever just happened last week. Uh, your uh, Baltus Raw women's PGA uh, broadcast time, good coverage, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on Golf Channel and Peacock. Uh, Peacock from 5 to 7 p.m. Uh, at night, 11 a.m. This is Friday, 5 to 7 at night. Then you get good NBC coverage on the weekend, finishing at 6 p.m. on NBC with, with morning coverage on Peacock. So a, a good schedule. Notables, Lydia Ko. Jennifer Cupshow, Minji Lee, Lexi, Brooke Henderson, Lilia Vu, Inji Chun, your defending champ, Rose Jane, as you noted, and Nellie Korda making her return after a month off with an injury. So Nellie Korda is back. I, I think there's obviously Rose seems to be story A1 here at the start of the week, but but Nellie Korda's return after an injury, um, and she says she's 100% and ready to go, is certainly another one. This is This should rightly so be uh the event of the week uh elsewhere on the pga tour we have the travelers championship which we've talked about a little bit tpc river highlands 
Um, that's three to six golf channel, then one to three and a three to six finish on CBS, your typical, uh, split on the PGA tour. You know, what's crazy uh, about the travelers? What? It's basically like the last big PGA tour event. Yeah. Until, until the playoffs. I mean, yeah. If you count, you want to hear the run of Scottish <laughs> opens a PGA tour event. I'm, I'm not counting. That, that doesn't get, okay. they don't get to count. That's a European tour event. All right. All right. What were you going to say? All right. Go let's go. Travelers. Then we go Rocket Mortgage, John Deere, Barbasol, Barracuda, 3M, Wyndham. Oh! There's only one major left. It's not like there's two majors to cram in there. It's just, this schedule's kind of nuts. Well, you know what I was thinking? I've like gotten into this College World Series. I have no affiliation or give a shit. There's just nothing on. Like, I don't care about college. I have no sort of contact. There's nothing on. Do you like the College I, I, World Series more than the Little League World Series? Yes. Yeah, the Little League World Series needs to get the hell out of here. Get out of here. Like, that's just... That is Mikey Michael Blocky Jr. Thirst Bucket Central. Little Blocky's just running around <laughs> trying to get thirsty on the, on, for the cameras. Uh, but yes, I, I've got like there's just nothing on. People want to gamble. Like I don't know. TV. And we're going 3M, and we're going Rocket Mortgage, and Barracuda, and Barbasol. So anyway, I think they need to move um, the PGA back. Wait, back to what it was or just back a couple of weeks or what What do you mean? From May to August, August again? Yeah, maybe August. <laughs> Go back. Uh, like, uh, couldn't we get playoffs some playoffs put their thumb on the scale. Playoffs want to be in August. I mean, if we move the PGA back to August, couldn't we just like have like Chicago and New York events, like big events in, 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 in July? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, it's possible. I don't see why not. I mean, as we've seen, everything can be done here in a matter of seven weeks. The whole the whole kit and caboodle <laughs> can be tossed tossed and turned over. Yes, nothing not sacred. An excuse anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially you know who's the biggest benefactor of that is the playoffs because you're going to Memphis and Atlanta. So those will right. be better in September. Yeah. Jimmy Dunn has a thought. We could just turn turn the schedule around. We just do it. I mean, if the um, if the tour had like any sort of belief, like any product based thought in their mind, they would look at those U.S. Open ratings and be like, "Holy shit! Look at what happens in the summer on the West Coast when the golf's on it at ten o'clock at night, and there's no competition, there's, and there's move our shit out there." Because it'll be our best rating television products. We're sort of facetious talking about the gambling stuff, but like that matters too. There's nothing, there's fewer things to gamble on. And if you have the sort of primary sport to gamble on for a handful of weeks, that's notable too. It just, it trickles down because that's how everybody's doing content on and all these different kind of non-mainstream golf People are doing or highlighting the U.S. Open for betting purposes and stuff like that. So, get yeah, Dave Portnoy could, talking about it. Bill Simmons talking about the U.S. Open. I, yeah, that's what I mean. That's kind of what I'm getting at. If and all of a sudden, like instead of the co- like the College World Series, it's helping. 
There's nothing. It's College World Series. There, there's nothing else right now. And so I, I don't know. Who's your one it's and done pick? Uh, I'm going. I think I'm going with Harry English. Can't decide between Russ Henley or Harry English. I think I'm going to go with Harry English. Played well last week. Obviously, has won here in the past. Hey, if I gave you three guesses, could you tell me who the defending champ is here? Is it Xander? Remember one last? Yeah, yeah. Beat Sahith. So I just don't remember much about that. I do now, but you couldn't have forgot he won. Um, notables: Keegan, Cantley, Homa, Hideki, Rory, Rom, Xander, Scotty, JT. Who do you think? A lot of notables. Who do you think's the unhappiest about being at Travelers in the field? Um, that's a good question. Rory probably, maybe not. Rory's Rory's relative. I would feel like it's the biggest pain in the ass for Rory, having just lost, not needing the money, not needing to be there. But I, you know, he had his hand in the system. I, I think it's Rory. Who do you think? I I got two two different names. I'm going to go either Patrick Cantley because he's always unhappy. Well, I think this is Cantley. This is catnip for Cantley. He just feasts at these sort of TPC. You know, let's let's winner get to 18 under, and this is his up his alley. Big purse. What about Justin Thomas? That's my other name. I, I wonder if he's thrilled. That was one I had out there. I think I think he needs a break. That's yeah. Not it's I mean it's mid June. Not a great time to take a break. Although maybe it is. You got a lot. Should just shut it down to the open championship. Maybe take two weeks off. Come well, back he doesn't have fresh, anything. Fresh approach. Right? This is it. As we just went through the schedule, you hope there's nothing else. Who's your one and done pick? I don't know. I'm, I'm struggling. I, <laughs> I'm lost. I felt so sure and confident early in the year. Now I feel like I've been just chasing. I'm always chasing. And it's a terrible feeling. I, I, I've got one big player on the PGA Tour left. It's Xander. But he won last year. This is I can't pick him. I've picked the wrong major player every week. Every major I've picked wrong. And I feel like this is chasing. I'm going to take Ricky. Oh, God. Okay. I don't feel good about it. All right. That's fine. Ricky. Ricky it is then. Um, on the deep, on the DP World Tour. Hey, where are you with Xander? Like 10 seconds. It was pretty like grotesque weekend? abdication on the weekend. Yeah, I, I he's can, he's been in the mix. I, I you don't know, listen. Good, listen. Yeah, I think like we tend. I love to make the house cat joke with Xander. <laughs> Do can't lace the house cat. Xander is that's, like that's true. Xander's out in the wild. You know what Xander felt on the weekend at a major. He felt something that Patrick Cantlay's never felt on a weekend at a major. He walked into Saturday. He was warming up on the range thinking, I can win this tournament. Last man on the range, was he? No, I can't remember. Second to, yeah. la- second to last group. Second to last. So second to last group. I think that that is like, if you go into the weekend at a major, and I think this is an important thing. Like, golf's so hard because only one guy wins, right? Like if you go into the weekend thinking you have a chance, like 
you're you are like if I play well, I might win this. Not like if I play great. Like if I play good golf, I can win this. I think that's like I would. Would you equate that to getting to like the con- conference semis? There's something about winning some series. Yeah, like winning a few series. Like you right. are you are right. in the you're you're one of the few, especially last last week. I thought that there was like seven guys who could win, and he was one so of them. So people are after two days. People are. People are going to retort that Cantley was playing in the second to last group in the Masters because he was holding up Ram and Kepka. But I would just say that was a two horse race. He was yeah. like six. He had that no was a, chance. He had that no, was a wide golf. He had no of chance shots. of winning. Yeah, Patrick Cantley, I don't think has ever. He might have that Masters, whatever, twenty nineteen, maybe, where he finished third. I think he finished third in in, in one. He didn't have a chance to win twenty nineteen. Yeah, he also finished T14, shot 75 in that round, and finished 14th. Like Xander... So nine shots back. Xander's legit had chances to win. Um, okay, continuing on with our schedule for the week on the DP World Tour, we have the BMW... Uh, no, what is it? Yeah, BMW You know who didn't have a chance Open. to win last weekend? Tommy Fleetwood. Right. He had a chance to shoot 62. I'm taking... I'm switching to Tommy. Okay, it's good. Great, he's on a heater. Played well in Canada. Played. See, I just uh, feel like I'm chasing well now. Yeah. Doesn't it feel Ricky, like I'm Tommy. chasing? Yeah, I got. Yeah, I feel a little bit that way going with Harris English. Quite honestly, I don't feel great about it. Feels a little too cliche, too easy. What are we doing? Um, what are we? What are we talking about? BMW International Why? Open. Why are we talking? Uh, at about? Golf <laughs> Club München. Do we need to talk about Munich, it? Germany. The tournament was founded in '89. And the past winners include Paul Azinger. Zinger. Azinger won the BMW International Open. I'll tell you, you're not a complete player until you win worldwide. God, after we recorded, I watched the telecast. Yeah. I watched most. I didn't watch all of it. He was terrible. <laughs> oh, come on. I know. He took a beating. He took he took a lot of criticism on Twitter this and then day, there were aggregation posts about people being you mad liked, about him. You said yeah. you liked him. He was awful. I like him. Everything he's he like said, your opposite uncle. happened. You just got to approach it with the right mindset of you're not getting, you know, you're just not getting somebody throwing 95 over the corner, uh, 98 on the corners. He's just having fun out there. It'd just take the right mindset. Um, yeah, that's your whatever. Coffee, golf, DP World Tour. That's all I got. That's our schedule for the week. News, whatever. Open letter season. Tom Watson writing open letters. Davis Love III is now writing open letter. Open letter season all around. I don't know why they feel the need to communicate all this, but Davis Love III saying just to be patient. Okay, that's news. That does it for this late Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. We'll be back with you uh, Friday. Close it out.